Good day and welcome to Film Exploration with Ash Hurry and today I'll be doing a review on the long-awaited sequel to Tony Scott's 80s classic Top Gun. That's right, I'll be talking about Top Gun Maverick, directed by Joseph Kaczynski and starring none other than Tom Cruise and also starring Miles Teller, Jennifer Connelly, Glenn Powell, John Hamm, Ed Harris and Val Kilmer. A film 36 years in the making, one of, if not the longest interval between the sequel and its original film. I believe the record is Bambi and Bambi 2 with a whopping 64-year gap. Like both original films, though, it suffers the loss of a pivotal character. Spoiler alert, Bambi's mother, who is never mentioned by name, but the mere shattering impact of the word mother was a punch in the gut back when you were watching this film in your early years of your life. And of course, with Top Gun, the heartbreaking loss of the most likable character in the 1986 classic, Nick Bradshaw, aka Goose, best friend and wingman of our protagonist, Captain Pete Mitchell, aka Maverick. The subtitle for this sequel, where of course his death creates a catalyst for a good story arc in this movie in question. Top Gun, of course, exploded back in 1986, being the highest grossing movie of that year, grossing $357 million globally, establishing Tom Cruise's place in Hollywood as well as Val Kilmer's and, of course, Tony Scott. The film was used as arguable propaganda for the Navy for applications going up 500% when this film came out, a record still to be broken. Along with these, the movie, of course, paved the way for memorable quotes, memorable shirtless scenes, and, of course, an amazing soundtrack, primarily at the hands of Kenny Loggins. Put it simply, this film was a home run in the 80s, cementing itself in history as the male swagger of blockbusters. Now, of course, development for this film had been going on for a while, but when Tony Scott tragically died in 2012, the director of Top Gun and other classics like Crimson Tide, Days of Thunder, Man on Fire, True Romance, Deja Vu, the sequel was put into an immediate halt and discussions were made on how to or if to continue with a sequel. Going against major etiquette, the film did go ahead and some and now most will be glad it did because what a cinematic experience this movie was. A new cast, fresh young faces take the helms of portraying the best pilots in the world, the top 1%, but still captures the nostalgia of the 1986 classic and more significantly, the drive still very much in cruise control. Tom Cruise, one of the last proper action stars still going after the decline of Arnie who sided with politics, the satirical approach Sly is doing, the retirement of Bruce Willis and the slow pacing late surge of Liam Neeson. He is without a doubt truly one of the last action stars around, still at the top of his game with raw action serving at a consistent basis of films where the quality has been adaptable with time and continued to be profitable fan favourites and always pushing boundaries from swinging from the tallest buildings in the world to doing action sequences in Zero Gravity and The Mummy to hanging off a plane in MI6 to this film where he personally requested that all shots in the air would be completely legitimate and no CGI would be used whatsoever. This is what Tom Cruise brings to the table, authenticity, something never usually related to Hollywood when it comes to making films, even biopics. The action genre has now undoubtedly been merged into CGI adventure comic book movies. Glamorous as they are, the sentimental rawness is always missing, something Tom Cruise and maybe even Keanu Reeves of John Wick are still keeping going viciously and successfully keeping that candle from going out. 
Cinematically, this film is evidently going to tick all the boxes if it holds true to the original. And boy, does it. The music, the action sequences, and boy, did they get that right. Beyond everything else, the tone of this movie is what it's about and what Maverick would be like after 36 years. And Tom Cruise effortlessly delivers this man on the edge, trying to find purpose in this life, refusing to age. Excel, as Ed Harris puts it in this movie, simply just doesn't die. A man clearly hanging on to youth but keeping his talents alive, his talent always tested to the limits, and that hunger always at the tip of his tongue, making Maverick exactly what we saw in the original movie. This movie is more a renovation than a sequel as it reproduces the structure of the first movie, but now we've added adrenaline and outrageous action sequences that doesn't rely on CGI, that literally keeps us on the edge of our seats. The film tries to set the mark on where we are in cinema, with John Hamm's strict senior officer simply telling Maverick that the future is coming and you're not in it, followed by a more senior officer played by a very memorable cameo appearance from Ed Harris saying, your kind is heading for extinction. And the only response that is that recognisable smirk that you can't help but like, which borders on the line of wanting to hit, that only Tom Cruise can deliver, which sets this entire attitude for his character of Pete Mitchell. I mean, if you really want me to stretch at this, I mean, this is a little jab, this movie, where this movie is amongst the rest of the movies in the cinema industry, amongst the movies that are bleeding out sequels, remakes, adaptations, prequels. I mean, if you look at this movie, I mean, they're, you know, by broadcasting that this man is out of his depths in this new age where drone technology will soon trump man jets, this movie clearly articulates these little metaphors, drone technology simply being the CGI or the comic book era. And it's not by accident that this film is financed by one of the oldest studios, using one of the last action stars still alive in the game, trying to compete with these heavy hitters of Marvel and future sequels like Jurassic World, Thor Love and Thunder coming out next couple of weeks, where these films are relying on CGI dinosaurs and alternate universes and comic book characters, where this film is just left with story and character and nostalgia and legitimate action sequences, and simply it's doing a lot better at the other movies than delivering audiences with a cinematic experience, picking up right from where we left off in 1986 with Pete Mitchell. And I will tell you right now, this film definitely has a place in 2022. And this film certainly answered this turn in the tides once again. Old studios competing with new ones. It's a very worthy battle to have. Top Gun Maverick, put it simply, is one of the best times you're going to have in a cinema and you'll ever have in a while. It's an adrenalized, fist-pumping, action-packed ride wrapped in a pretty red ribbon that echoes the feelings of going to the cinema in the 90s when Bruckheimer was at his peaks with The, the Rock, Con Air, Gone in 60 Seconds, Armageddon, Pearl Harbor. It brings that sort of nostalgia back and you can clearly see it from the cinematography, the acting, the music, and it is a joy to watch if you're alive in that era. The new addition to this film are the young guns who don't even try to compete with the stature of Maverick, a man who never went past the rank of captain but instead breathes new life to the youth of today that doesn't interfere with today's woke or technological culture, leaving that part of life in the dust while the movie successfully hits homes with the themes of competition, ego and forgiveness. 
For a film like Maverick that loads the nostalgia with an opening sequence that is nearly shot-for-shot lift from the original Top Gun right down to the precise wording and typeface on the introductory title card in Kenny Loggins' synth-powered rock hit Danger Zone on the soundtrack, it certainly reminds everyone today why we go to the cinema to watch movies. And this film is a clear indication that Tom Cruise is the very equivalent of people like Roger Federer, Tiger Woods, a man who is still consistently delivering, who seems to have made a deal with the devil by still excelling his capabilities in a young man's game. For a man on the verge of turning 60, Top Gun Maverick definitely confirms one thing about Tom Cruise, the star and producer of the first real blockbuster of 2022, and that he may very well be Hollywood's last proper action star left in the game. So all we can do now, like watching a 38-year-old Roger Federer at Wimbledon or a 37-year-old Cristiano Ronaldo still playing in the top leagues and knowing more is to come with two Mission Impossible movies in the near future, all we can do now is is call ourselves lucky and just sit back and enjoy the ride for as long as we can. We all look back and say the 70s was a golden age, but we very well might just be in the golden age of cinema right now because we have action stars right now that stay true to the very origin of what cinema is. But anyway, that's all I have time for with Top Gun Maverick, an amazing epic that stays true to the memory of Tony Scott's original. If you haven't already seen it, I recommend you do it at the cinema. The original is out on Sky Movies at the moment if you need to refresh your memory on the 1986 classic. Or you might not have even seen Top Gun, so go watch that movie and then go to the cinema and watch the second. So it'll be a good time. I can guarantee you that. Anyway, give me a follow on Instagram uh, or Twitter. That's Film Exploration AH or lowercase or one word. And you can, you can subscribe to me as well if you wish on Spotify, Google and iTunes. But for now, thank you for listening to Film Exploration with Ash Curry.